Marcus Sahaba Online Radio. Empowering the Ummah. Arafat bin Ibrahim Hatia is the name. And of course, I want to welcome the listeners of um, Sirius FM uh, and the listeners of uh, Merkaz Sahaba, the voice of Ahlu Sunnah Wal Jama'ah. We welcome Haji uh, Faisal Asmal and Hafiz Yusuf Asmal and company on this beautiful, mashallah, here in Johannesburg. Remember, our WhatsApp number is 084-786-3132. 084-786-3132. International overseas listeners, plus 2784-786-3132. Plus 2784-786-3132. Your Muthulatha, the 18th of uh, Shawwal 1444, which is also the 9th of May 2023. Where are my beautiful, wonderful listeners of Marqa Sahaba? Are you guys tuning in? Are you guys listening to me? Just send me a send me a message quickly while we are waiting for our beloved, honorable, respected Fadila Tulustad, Hazrat Mulana Mufti Abdul Qadir Hussein, Hafidahullah. Wherever you are, just tell me Mulana, high or low, brother Tabella. Brother Tobela says, Malana, low. Oh, I see Haji Suleiman is up. He says, Malana, everything is just going smooth. Subhanallah, subhanallah. We're still making dua for him that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala um, sent him a good spouse, a naked pious girl, inshallah, Haji Suleiman Esop. Well, our senior teacher, respected Honorable Fadilatul Ustad, Hazrat Malana Mufti Abdul Qadir Hussein, Hafidullah, is with us right now. Let's welcome him into the bliss of marriage. Ustad, welcome to the program. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh, Ustad. Wa alaikum assalam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Barakallahu feekum wa arafat. Jazakallahu khairan. I see there's a very, very, very angry brother, Ustad. He says, tell Mufti Saab, why do wives, they take advantages of husbands who help them? They very, very, very nice. Shukriya. Ustad, I know you and you know me. Anonymous Ustad. Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Nahmaduhu wa nuswalli ala rasulihi al-kareem. Mabad. All praise is due to Almighty Allah, the sustainer, nourisher, and cherisher of the universe. Peace, blessings, and salutations be upon our beloved master and leader, Nabi Muhammad Mustafa Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam. Obviously, when we look at human beings as male, female, everybody, Muslim, non-Muslim, Almighty Allah Jalla Wala speaks of us in chapter 100, Surah Wal Adiyat, and we should look at verses 6, 7, and 8. There, Almighty Allah Jalla Wala gives us the answer Innal insana li rabbihi lakanud. Verily, Almighty Allah is saying that this human being is very, very ungrateful, meaning to Almighty Allah. The more Allah gives him, then generally 80-90% of the time the person becomes more bold in committing vices and sins. وَإِنَّهُ عَلَى ذَلِكَ لَشَهِيدٌ And he bears testimony to that. And what is the cause for the ingratitude, unthankfulness? 
all matter states in chapter 100 verses 6, 7 and 8 he's intensely and madly in love with this world that all might Allah has given him so that is human being at large so male female all then women mustafa sallallahu alaihi wasallam said that normally when you see women then the majority of them they will end up in jahannam also and the hellfire so then the women asked, but why ya Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam? Then Habibuna sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, takfurun al-ashir. They will be ungrateful to their husbands and were took sirna la'ana and they curse people a lot. Is authentic hadith this in Mishkat Sharif, Muslim Ahmad, various compilations. So now if your wife is ungrateful and so forth and so on, so you must ask yourself a few questions that you yourself, how grateful are you to Almighty Allah, Jalla Wala, one. Second one is this, when last did we start ta'aleem and some form of tarbiyah, something in our own homes? We don't do that normally. So every day have some hadith, fazail a'mal of Hazrat Shaykh Mona Zakariya Nawarallah Marqadahu, Riyadu Salihin of Allama Nawawi Rahimamullah. We must create the environment. Third one, that when we look at the children, we just tell the wives or the mother of the children, you're responsible. Then we are the one who are ungrateful also. So before we start throwing all the blame on the wives, remember we have to blame ourselves also. On many occasions, the husbands are also ungrateful. So my brother, if you want your wife to be grateful, then we must be more grateful to all. Every day you must be reading two rakats Allah to shukr and thank all for his ever-recurring bounties and favors. See, when Allah Ta'ala, we make shukr, Allah Ta'ala says, in shakartum la'azidannakum. I will increase my bounties, favors for you. Wala'in kafartum. If you make kufran and ni'mat, kufran and ni'mat means we are ungrateful, unthankful to Almighty Allah. Inna adabi la shadid. Then verily my punishment becomes very, very severe. So it means that sometimes the wife will be disobedient to us, sometimes the children will be, sometimes somebody else will be, the staff or whoever, so your co- colleagues or whoever. So all this has ramifications. So when things go our way, Alhamdulillah, praise Almighty Allah. When things go against our worm's fancies, desires, then say, Alhamdulillah, ala kulli hal, that you still praise Almighty Allah in all cases, in all circumstances, and seek the protection of Allah from the people's condition day in Jahannam and the hellfire. The hadith is mentioned in Tirmidhi Sharif, so therefore that we should be asking ourselves these questions here, and then when last, if I pose this question to you, you say, I know you, I don't know you, how will I smell that who you are? I don't know. So remember that we know thousands of people, everybody will say they know me. So the point I'm making is, when last did you make dua with your wife? When last did you make dua with your children? We don't do these things here. 
So we have to create that environment in the house. Rabbana hablana min azwajina wa zurriyatina ayun. Ya Allah grant us our spouses, our children, that the coolness of the eyes. Every Muslim can do this. And Allah commands us, but we only put it in our lounges, we put it in our masajid mosque, but very few people read it. Chapter 7, verse 180. All might Allah has beautiful, wonderful names. Invoke all might Allah, call all might Allah by these names, and then see how Allah's mercy will come. Ya wadudu, ya wadudu, inshallah. Ustad, can a mother go love with her son after his married Ustad? Yes, remember it is his responsibility. So if the mother is a widow or the mother, you must remember her husband, meaning the son's father passed away and she's not remarried. So then the responsibility falls on the son. It is his responsibility. Either he builds an outbuilding or a flat or whatever for his mother or either he tells his mother that she must come and live here with him. So you must remember, take our Suleiman. So I always tell people, so there must be no ambiguity. I say Suleiman is looking for a wife, right? But he's got two sons, and if you want to get married to him, then you have to stay with him and stay with his mother. So you must remember that we must make everything clear. So when I took one of my nephews, you must remember, to get married and so forth. So I told the lady, that girl, the lady, and I told you must remember the parents, that see, that if you're saying yes and so forth, then he's in love with his mother because he's the only son and so forth. So we must be clear on these type of issues. You don't expect that the son or the sons must throw their mother away because now the Queen of England is coming or the Queen of London is coming or something, yeah? So the mother is irreplaceable, the father is irreplaceable, husband, wife are replaceable, husband dies, husband divorces, she can get married again. So we must, after the iddat and so forth. So everything must be made clear at the time of proposal. Therefore, on this program, Bliss of Marriage, to you, the esteemed listeners of Sirius FM and Marcus Sahaba, the voice of Al-Usanal Jama'ah, I say in this day and this age is best to tell them from the start that, see, we will give you our daughter, but she wants her own house, she wants her own dwelling, whatever. Circumstances change and it's different, you understand, the father passes away, mother is alone and so mm. forth. But from the start, you must make it clear because today the houses are pakka, but the hearts are kacha. In the olden days, the houses were pakka, and the houses were kacha, and the hearts were pakka. Meaning that, remember, I remember very well, we had a simple house there in the African location, shop in front and house at the back. Our toilet initially was outside and so forth. Then we brought it inside and so forth and so on. Nobody worried about it. So the house was kacha, not so smart and attractive, but the heart was pakka. 10, 20 people also come, no problem. Put matras here, put matras here, put a mattress here. Hey, everybody's sleeping now. Today you get five guests and all that, then you will see that they will see hey, where we're going to put the people, what we're going to do. But they got four or five bedrooms and all these type of things. So the hearts have become kacha, the hearts have become very small, and the houses have become pakka. 
So very smart in that. But just for show, they, they'll put a white carpet. They'll tell you, no, you know, yeah, we mustn't go. You must go to that other room there and so forth. That's just for showing off, like I said, <laughs> for the politicians to come and have meetings like that. So all these kind of things. Muslims I'm speaking about. Listen to this one, Ustad. I'm having problems in my marriage. Why can't Mufti AK help my daughter? She's only 19. And Mufti AK says, I don't get involved in, the, in this matters. But you as a Mufti... And she's so young, she's like your daughter, Mufti AK. She has made the wrong choice marrying this evil, rich, drug man. I'm the grandfather. I'm coming to see Mufti AK today, inshallah. So you must remember 101 messages I get. I don't even remember this because I received so many messages. Now you all made the choice. Now you have to make it my problem. So you got your daughter married to see to a drug dealer or a drug user or a druggie or a whatever, dakhar worker or whatever, all right? Now who made the choice? You all made the choice. So now you contact me. So my standard answer will be that these kind of issues is two sides to the story. One is the boy's story, the wife. One is the husband's story. And everybody adds masala and spice. So you will say that that is your story. He will say that is his story. And most parties exaggerate. So we must sift out. I don't have time for these things. Yeah? I'm in this field for over 40 years now. <laughs> when I was in Dalum, Newcastle, Mohan Qasim Sema, he used to handle, Rahimahullah, Allah grant our Mawlana, Jannatul Fiddu. He used to handle all these things. Yeah? Sometimes, occasionally, he would tell me, come here, there's a fasakh or there's an annulment or something. But very seldom. When I came here 23 years ago with Allah's help in 2001, so plus minus 23 years now. So I made it my ma. I used to tell people, see, all these marriage problems, I don't get involved. So you come here, I won't speak to you. I'm telling you now, you can come here. We won't even open the door for you. So you must remember these things here. Because I don't allow people to come sit here and give me stories. I don't have time for all these things here. So you don't come blame me for your people's fault there. I'm asking you three questions. Your daughter, your granddaughter got married. Whose duty was it to go do homework? Is my mm. duty or your duty? I'm asking you. I'm asking you that whose duty was it to go and consult the ulama before the marriage? Does Jim never start the drugs and that after he got married to your daughter or granddaughter? He started the drugs long time before that. Mm. But now when the marriage is on the rocks, the husband in the docks and so forth, now you say Mufti AK must help us. Mufti AK is not going to help you. I'm telling you now. <laughs> because these kind of problems you all have to solve out. And in all ways, in the Islam teaches us, you must hear in these kind of issues, people ask questions, we answer the questions as the questions are posed to us. But when it comes to marital problems, we can't do anything till both parties are there. It's common sense, you must remember. And I don't have time for all these things. You go to your Jamiyat, you go to your local Omar. It's like that simple example, you know. That you, when I say you, I mean a certain husband. Mm. He gives his wife three talaks and so forth, whether over a period of time or in one majlis one time. Then he asked me the question. I told him all three talaks are finished and your marriage is finished. You pull the trigger three times, end of the story. Now he turned around and go tell people Mufti AK broke my nikah. 
Hmm. How can I break your nikah when you pulled the trigger, when you uttered the words, you wrote it down? Same thing here also. <laughs> You're looking for a scapegoat because of your own failure. So that is, and that is why human being becomes a failure. Balil insanu ala nafsihi basira walo Human being deep down knows he's guilty, but outwardly he wants to blame somebody else. Kuhan says this. So, brother, don't waste my time and your time that you must sort the problem out yourself or get your local ulama or jamiyats or your senior members in the family. If there are children involved, try and reconcile. If this brother here, I don't know who he is, I don't know who the wife is or whatever, that is continuing with his drugs and there's hardly any chance he will change, so then finish the marriage up. You have made a mistake before he starts next second child and third child and bigger problem. So that advice we will give you. <laughs> Beautiful advice will start. Somebody says here, but Mufti Sab, please advise. The lady is a widow. Her eldest son wants to get married. Mother wants his wife to live in the same house when she also has another son who's almost the same age as his brother's future wife, Ustad. Remember that the mother cannot impose because now when this brother ABC is going to get married, so then he will bring his wife. And Ummi mother, with due respect to her, she's like insisting or she's like recommending that, that this son here and his wife must live here. But that wife is 18, 20, 21 years old. And there's another brother there in the house who's not married. You know what Nabi alayhi salam said? Alhamu al-maut. You know Dever. Dever is what in Urdu? You're the husband's brother. The husband's brother, you must remember, he's like death. So many a time she will be alone and he will be alone. Many a time they will bump into one another in the passage. And many a time they can go, you must remember that they, you know, circumstances that they, so to make parda, hijab, is very difficult in all these cases. So, mommy, with due respect to you, your suggestion is wrong here. He is entitled and she is entitled to not only request but demand a separate dwelling. They'll come visit you once a week, once a month, whenever they can. So, for you to give that mashura is wrong mashura. It's the wrong thing. You must remember that. So sometimes you mothers, you are going for overreach. Overreach means Islam gave you rights, but now you want to go beyond that rights also. So that is not right. You must remember that. You're spoiling the marriage of the marriage to be, if you can call it that. I'm not sure when they're getting married. That between your son and your daughter-in-law already, then her parents will get involved. Instead of being a happy occasion, you're going to mar it with controversy and sadness and all. So you must iron everything out now before the nikah takes place. Hmm. Allahu Akbar. One, one listener says, Sheikh, I want to get married. However, my parents and family are not bothered, Ustad. This is dis- depressing me, Ustad. You, this last person who sent this question, are you a male or are you a female? If you are a male, then you must try and convince your parents, but all said and done. 
If they're not interested and so forth, why they're not interested, I don't know. Because maybe you don't want to work. Maybe you are very lazy. You sit on your laurels and think of Hadi. Allah alone knows what is the real reason. So normally it's abnormal that parents are not interested. But take it on face value. So if that is the case and you want to get married, do you have the financial resources? Can you look after a wife and so forth? Islamically is highly recommended, desirable that the son takes the blessings, permission of his parents and get married. But all said and done as a last resort, you got married without the blessings, without the consent, permission of your parents. So your nikah is still valid. Your children will be legitimate and so forth. If you are a daughter, then you must take permission of your parents, especially your father. There's clear-cut hadith in Tirmidhi Abu Dawood, Ibn Majah, Mustad Ahmad. He, Habibuna Rasulullah, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, said, La nikaha illa biwaliyin. That nikah is not valid except with the permission of the guardian. The guardian is the biological father, not the stepfather, not the adopted father. And guardian, if the father is not there, then the opa, pasapa, the paternal grandfather, the dada. If he is not there, then the kaka, that is the father's brother, so they are responsible, al-ambu sinwu abi, that the uncle takes this the place of the father. If they not there, the brother, brother, I don't mean a small laitiki, 10, 11 years old, somebody who is responsible, 18, 20, 30 years old, so somebody has to give permission, remember that, then only you can get married. And if your parents are not interested in you as a daughter to get married and so forth, so go to your other family members. I gave you your grandfather, your pasapa, or you go to your uncle, your pasabrur, or you go to your own brother and so forth and get consent from them and then you get married. So Islam will show you a legal and an acceptable alternative, but never get married without the consent of a wali. Wali well, is the guardian because then for nikah who are batilun 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 the hadith states then that nikah will be null and void so that is what Islam is teaching to safeguard your own izzat honor and integrity somebody says your ustad that uh, uh, my daughter committed zina uh, and we as parents didn't know uh, but we have forgiven her so why now everybody is saying this is not the first time that she's committing zina? I'm very upset as a mom, as a mother. She's my child, Muftisab. She's only 18. Allah Ta'ala is the most forgiving, Ustad. Yes, Allah Ta'ala is the most forgiving. But Allah Ta'ala states in the Noble Quran, you mother, you father, you must see what Quran says. That is a direct speech of Almighty Allah. Mm. Surah 24, verse number 2. The person who commits fornicating, for their fornicating, she and her boyfriend, so both of them must be given a hundred lashes. And don't show them any mercy. And the punishment must be done in public. So it remains a deterrent for the society and greater community and so forth. Chapter 24, Surah Nur, verses 2 and 3, and then you can read it. So you must tell her if that boy is Muslim, then she must get married to him. If he's non-Muslim, make him Muslim and so forth. 
Now the question I'm posing to you as a mother, now you're feeling very hurt. Where did all this happen? In the school? Where did it all happen? In a university? Where did all this happen? You must remember in some college or whatever. So the question comes back to you, the parents. Surah 66, verse 6. Ya ayyuhalladheena amanu ku anfusakum wa ahalikum nara. Save yourself and your children from the fire. So how good a parent were you? As a mother, as a father. I don't know you, but I'll tell you, you failed as a father, as a mother. You see today, if you read The Citizen, you read the newspaper, they wrote this in the editorial and so forth. South Africa is already a failed state. South Africa is there where Zimbabwe is. That meaning instead of progressing, we've gone all backwards. No electricity, no water, no, well, remember, nothing functioning properly and so forth and so on. Traffic lights don't work and they made a long list and so forth. So you, instead of warning of people, you should ask yourself, I as a mother, I as a father, where did we fail? We failed because we gave our daughters so much freedom. We failed because we gave our daughters so much money. We failed because we gave her internet and she could go and cell phone and what and what. And now all this happened. So whether she committed it one time, two time, three time, the punishment is hundred lashes because it's fornication. And you must remember this, that you as parents are also guilty. Habibuna sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, when somebody's son, daughter commits the crime, fornication, then and so forth, فَإِنَّ isma ala abi. Then the son, open Mishkat, you will find it. The son is on the parents as well. So therefore, mother, that if people are going to speak, you can't put the zip on people's tongue. So you must ask, where did we go wrong? Mm. That our daughter who did all this here, and now she has, if you take Quranic terminology, she has been classified as Surah 20. That's why our mother, Hazrat Aisha, used to say, Al-Limu Surah Nur. Teach your daughters, your sisters, your mothers, all the females, Surah Nur, chapter 24, and 64 verses there. Why? In chapter 24, verse 26, your daughter has reached this category. Al-Khabithatu lil-Khabithin, wal-Khabithuna lil-Khabithat. The immoral for the immoral, the impure woman for the impure man. So that's, that will stay with her now because everybody knows that she committed zina with the best friend or committed zina with this guy, that guy, whoever. So the, now you have to change the whole operation that say that how can we curb this in future and where did we go wrong and she must make toba and so forth. So toba will come after the hundred lashes. That same Allah who speaks of Toba, he speaks of hundred lashes also. That same Allah who spoke is Ghafoorul Rahim, mm. that same Allah said that you must save yourself and your children from the fire. So we must not be selective in our quoting. We must look at the Quran Sharif, the Sunnah Mubarakah, and we must look at the Sharia in its entirety. Islam is not the supermarket, pick and choose and so forth. Islam is complete and comprehensive. Uh, the mother says they went for a weekend, Mufti Sab, for her cousin's 21st birthday. 
that's there where it happened. I think it only happened once. Can Mufti AK announce it on air that she's innocent? Please, she needs to get married to start. That's the mother. There's no innocent story. You must remember that they went for her 21st birthday to attend somebody's 21st birthday is permissible or what? Absolutely mm. haram. Mm. So if it happened there, so what happened? She met somebody and he gave her a vaccine, you see? So he gave her one Johnson & Johnson vaccine. There's no, there's no innocent business here. Don't come fool yourself and all that. She's 100% guilty. You must, And that Mota who was busy with her, he's also 100% guilty. So don't come and fool yourself and so forth and all these things. Yeah, that she's guilty and she must make toba and she must make amends. And you all must stop attending all these haram functions. And see this week Sunday. See, all the kuffar mentality Muslims want to practice on. <laughs> so what is today, this Monday, this Sunday? May the 14th. If you ask them what is May the 14th, is Mother's Day. The kuffar culture is this, that when the father, mother reach 50, 60, 70, they say, you know what, you're a liability now. You can't do anything. You're just troubling us. They go put them in the old age home. Then one day in a year, they say Mother's Day. One day in a year, Father's Day. They take a lousy present, go give their mother, Oh, my mother, I love you so much, and so forth. <laughs> There's all this shaitaniyat, you must remember. So we, now you will see Muslims practicing on this. You will see the son, the daughter going to the mother the weekend. Oh, Ummi, we love you so much. We brought this for you, Mother's Day. Don't you know as a Muslim, every day is Mother's Day? Don't you know every day is Father's Day? You look at your father with love and respect, you get reward of Hajj. Sahaba said, we look at our father 17 times a day. Habibuna sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar. You will get tired of looking. Allah's reward never gets finished. So hadith in Mishkat. Don't you know your mother's rank? Al-Jannatu inda rijliha. Al-Jannatu tahta qdamil ummahat. Jannat and paradise is under the feet of the mother. But this kuffar culture, everything rotates around money. Go dump them in the old age. They don't even know when their mother has died or when their mother is sick and so forth. I visited so many old age Muslim women. And 70, they're cursing their children. Ya Allah. How many times I used to tell them, Kala, if you're going to curse your children, it'll be curtains for them. She said, I can't remember when last I saw my grandchildren. <laughs> when I go there, I take my nephews, nieces, or their children, and so forth. They hug them, they kiss them, and so forth. They are pining for love, but that harami son, that harami daughter, what else can you call them <laughs> in Islam? They are haramis. They forgot all the sacrifices their mother, father made for them and go dump them in the old age home. If it was my government, unless you up first, you youngsters who took your mother, father and dumped them and put them in the old age home, that what is wrong with you? The kuffar do it, we can understand. But you as a Muslim, and go see our old age homes, you will see only Muslims there. So you must remember this type of thing. That is an indictment upon us, the Muslim community and Muslim ummah. Then we start wondering that why so much punishment is coming on the Muslims. But when we can't even look after our parents, they become a burden. So, ata ar-rajulu zawjatahu and wa'aqqa ummahu.
one of the signs of Qiyamah, the person will be obedient to his wife and will be disobedient to his own mother. <laughs> so these are things. Open Mishkat, open Tirimidhi, you will find. So therefore, we should take a good look at ourselves. So the discussion is finished now. But mother, all that what you're saying, she's innocent. Don't fool yourself. No innocent. She needs 100 lashes in public. All right, finish. Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar. Well, it's exactly now uh, 24 minutes to 12 o'clock. Beautiful words from our start. We go for an interval. When we come back, inshallah, we will continue with the bliss of marriage. Stay tuned. Someone tells you, bye. I'm going for Umrah, I'm going for Hajj. That expression technically is not correct. What is the correct expression? I am going to meet my Allah. I am going to meet my Allah, the pinnacle of ishq, the pinnacle of muhabbat. Allah introduces himself in the kalima. Allah's ta'alluq is developed through salah. Allah's love is developed through fasting. Allah's ishq is developed through spending your wealth in the way of Allah. And then once you've passed all these marahil and stages after ishq, the height of muhabbat, naturally what is the next step? To, to meet, meet your, your beloved. Marcus Sahaba Online Radio. Empowering the Well, it's uh, 21 minutes uh, to 12 on this beautiful Tuesday morning on our program, The Bliss of Marriage. I see there are many questions coming in, so just bear with us, my beloved listeners of Marqa Sahaba and my beloved listeners of Sirius FM. Remember, our WhatsApp number is 084-786-3132. Somebody saying here, Mulana Arafat and Sheikh, our beloved Mufti Abdul Qadir Hussein, Hafidahullah. Uh, Sheikh Asi is coming to South Africa. There's a lot of husband and wives going to meet him. Ustad. Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. There's Asi, he is, remember, a person who visited South Africa several times before. The question we need to ask is, those who are promoting him, they say he is a Sunni scholar. That's how the first thing they promote. Second thing they promote him, they say he is very pro-Palestine. And today some other advert came and they said that the only people who get upset with R.C. visiting here are those people, you must remember, who are the Jutlas and the Haramis and the Jews and the Zionists. And the second are those people who don't want unity between Sunni and Shia. So that's the point I want to raise now. Can there be unity between Sunni and Shia? I tell you that you Shia say you accept Sayyidina Ali, Sayyidina Hassan, Sayyidina Hussein, Hazrat Bakri, Hazrat Zainul Abidin, Hazrat Bakri, Hazrat Jafar, all. We accept all of them. They all are Sunnis. They got nothing to do with Shias. And you are the one, you curse Sayyidina Abu Bakr, you curse Sayyidina Umar, you curse Sayyidina Usman, you curse Sayyidina Aisha, Sayyidina Hafsa, you curse Amir Muawiyah radiallahu Our greatest people you curse. And then you tell me you want unity. <laughs> Go see Kashful Asrar of Khomeini. And he is saying that Sayyidina Umar is a kafir and non-Muslim Allah for birth. Nakale kufar, kufar nabashid. Go and see Iran. I don't speak from my thumb. I speak with evidence. And any Shia can break this Dalai which I'm giving. 
Then you must show me where I'm speaking lies. So go to Kashan, a place in Iran. It never happened under the Shah. It happened under Khomeini and under the Persian Revolution. There's no Islamic revolution. So you must remember in Kashan they put up a shrine and a mazar for the murderer of Sayyidina Umar. And they called him Shujauddin. He's a fire worshipper. His name is Fairuz. His kunya agdoman is Abu Lu'ulu. He's a Majusi fire worshipper. You tell me we want unity with them. Hmm. I'm asking you Khomeini la'anahullah. What you must say, Muslim? Khomeini la'anahullah. La'anatullah alayhi. Allah's curse is on him and, and every Shia. So that is the teaching of Mustafa sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. إِذَا رَأَيْتُمُ الَّذِينَ يَسُبُّونَ أَصْحَابِ When you see people cursing, swearing, abusing, reviling my companions, my beloved Sahaba, فَقُولُوا Then say, لَأَنَّتُ اللَّهِ عَلَى شَرِّكُمْ Allah's curse is on you for the evil you are perpetrating. Rawahu Tirmidhi, Imam Tirmidhi mentions it. Khumaini la'anahullah All these books I have. So Tawdihul Masail, he writes, you must make one hour, you can make one hour mutah. So all you who are sympathetic to Asi, Asi means to be a sinner also, one meaning is that, and to be sympathetic to Khomeini, you're sympathetic to the Kafir, Kufar, Shias, then you must allow your daughter to make mutah and all that for one hour. That's what Khomeini is teaching and preaching. Khomeini writes, these are all Khomeini's books which I have, they gave me. So the Iranians, the Shias, they gave me. And second one, Zubdatul Ahkam, after the muta is finished, one hour, two hours, ten hours, twenty-four hours, Fala tawarus there's no inheritance. Wala iddat aliha, there's no iddat. Go see, is there written in the book clearly? Next one, must remember Khomeini in Kashful Asrar, he says Sayyidina Umar and Sahaba and their majority are non-Muslims. So what unity are we talking about? Can there be ever unity with the enemies of Sahaba? If there's no Sahaba, there's no Quran. If there's no Sahaba, there's no Hadith. If there's no Sahaba, there's no Deen of Islam. They are the direct students of the Wasallam. And you, Kuffar Shias, you say that, you must remember, majority of them are non-Muslim. Wallahi, I tell you, Shias are kafir of the... And Sheikh al-Islam in Taymiyyah, in his fatawa, wrote, Hum ashaddu al-Muslimin min al-Yahud wa nasara They are worse for us Muslims compared to Jews and Christians. And he's <laughs> right. Go and see what Syria they doing, Bashar Assad and them are doing to the Sunnis. Go and see in Iraq what they are doing to the Muslim women. Go and see in Iran, the capital Tehran, till today they don't have a proper masjid for us Sunnis. Can you believe that? I didn't say Iran, I said Tehran. So the capital, they don't have. They got buildings, there's uh, the one hall here, not a masjid. You must remember, and they want to speak of unity. So who's fooling who? When I went to Iran, I had a debate with them. I beat them. When I came to Tehran, then I was gone, me and my wife somewhere. I came back. That guy at the reception, they used to call me Sayyid Husseini, Mr. Husseini, like that they speak. Eh, hey, Husseini, Mr. and this, come here. And so I, I say, what's wrong? They say, a big gift came for you. I say, subhanallah. Which kafir Shia knows me here? In my mind, I'm thinking. 
So I told my wife, stand there one side, I want to open this parcel, just now it's a bomb or something, I don't know. So I opened it, it was a beautiful Quran, I still got it by me. Just so I said, subhanAllah, they left the Quran for me, and they put a card there. So I know Farsi little, but I forgot 99%, but I could make out they're inviting me. So they were invited, it was a Friday, 12 Rabiul Oval, 2013. So then I think that person, I contacted him, he brought Quran Sharif. He said, no, you must come tonight, you see. So I said, okay, you'll come there, but explain my guide where he was coming. So I went in there, I got Quran in my hand. <laughs> More than 20 of them all day in the queue. They kissing me on my forehead, on my neck, on my... I know the hypocrites, they sub... And straight away, with Allah's help, I knew they're up to something. Every title they gave me, beside Imam, they said, Yeah, Sheikh al Hadith, and Sheikh al Quran, and Sheikh Das, and Das, and what, and what, and what. So, there's the, so I knew they're up to it. Allah's help, you know, everything happens. So, four of them cornered me. They said that, you see, you must understand this. The Kuffar Shias, every year they have this. Mm. They call it a Taqrib, Bain Ahli Sunnah wa Ahli Shia. Sunni say, Miladun Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam take place 12 Rabiul Oval. Kuffar Shia say 17 Rabiul Oval. So between 12 and 17, they have a big conference and they invite Sunnis. Sunnis who are scholars for dollars. So they told me tomorrow, Saturday, I have to speak on behalf of the Sunnis and so forth and I'm the guest. I said, Subhanallah. I'm your guest, but you never paid for my ticket. You never paid for my hotel. You never invited me. Mm. But because I defeated that guy there, they wanted to butter me up. So they said that we'll offer you this, offer you that. We'll, I said, see, Allah's help. I don't need all these things. Allah tell us, save me, you know. Mm. It's only Allah who protects us and so forth. So these are the haramis. They will give you money. They'll give you human. They'll give you muta. They'll give you everything. You must remember this type of thing. 100% Shias are kuffar. You can mention my name any part of the world. You must remember that. If you say they're not kuffar, answer all these questions from Khomeini's book. You must remember these things here. Yeah. So then we can speak. So not one Shia can answer these things here. Yeah. So if Khomeini is kuffar and you following Khomeini, so what that makes you? So Asi is a great fan of, of, of his in that Quran, which is promoting ascendant Quran. When I was in Cape Town, I saw a copy. So I said, let me read there what's happening. On page 400, he's praising Khomeini. So to go to his lectures are haram and the kuffar, the Shias, Kain and Mankan, whoever it is. You can quote my name anywhere you want to. Allahu Akbar, subhanAllah. Well, Ustad, it's 12 minutes uh, to uh, 12 o'clock. Somebody wants to know, Ustad, uh, what actually transpired yesterday in Gaza? Is it true that few brothers were shaheed, Ustad? Remember, it happened this morning, Israeli time at around 2.15, 2.20, around there. The Kuffar, the Yahud, La'anahumullah, Allah Ta'ala curses them in so many places in the Quran. They are not a chosen nation, they are a cursed nation. So you must understand the background to things. That is, you see, that few days ago, weeks ago, they murdered Palestinians, so three bodies or the three cops were returned to the Muslims, the three shuhada, and so forth. So Itimar bin Gwey, the murderer, the harami, and the real terrorist and war criminal, he was very upset with that. 
Then the European Union said, we don't want him to speak, you see, and so forth there. So they cancelled that whole thing because of him. They said he's a harami. In simple terms, they said he's a harami. We don't want to, he must be address us and so forth. So the whole thing got cancelled in Tel Aviv. Then third one, when they had that attack and so forth, after Khidr Adnan became Shaheed and so forth, so remember Mufti Kifayatullah wrote in the Kitab Kifayatul Mufti and that, that if people do this, and anyway, there's difference of opinion, but the Shaheed, according to Mufti Kifayatullah, Rahimamullah, he was a grand Mufti of India and great, very great person. So carry on with that. So they said that now they was firing, but there's a ceasefire because their iron dome was not working. So they wanted revenge. They were just aching for revenge. So now, otherwise, Ben Gwes says, I pull out from the government, then the government falls, and they'll have to have elections. So that is the hidden story. Now they attack Islamic Jihad. They murdered 12 people, three children from there, and so forth and so on. So they are murderers of prophets and messengers. The Quran says so. They are murderers of babies and baby killers they are. Therefore, Israel can never find peace because Quran says so. Hmm. Chapter 7, verse 167, whether it's Israel or whether it's Harami, Jews, any part of the world, and they supporting Israel, Allah will continue punishing them till the day of Qiyamah. So therefore, you can quote me wherever you want. Certain things Hitler did, he was right. Who brought about homosexuality in Germany? Who brought about pornography in Germany? Mm. Who is the one who was charging the people exorbitant interest rates? All this, the Harami Jutlas. So Hitler said, me, I'm going to sort you all out. So one time he sorted them out. So a lot of good things he did. He did upside down things. We don't agree with him. But that six million is all a fairy tale. Remember that. Six million Palestinians, yes, are living now in the diaspora and so forth. This United States, they're all guilty of this crime. They're accomplice of Israel. Europe is a guilty. United Nations is guilty. The Arab regimes, the Saudi Arabia, your Emirates, your kings of Jordan and of Bahrain and Morocco, all murdered traitors and Egyptian and all, all of them side more with Israel than with the Palestinians. Arab, Habibuna said so. Woe and destruction to the Arabs, the Hadith in Sahih Muslim. So anyway, victory is ours sooner or later. That is in the Quran. Chapter 17, verse 7. So the point now is this. What is the solution? There's only one solution. One settler, one bullet. That is the solution. Remember that. Any settler you see, you as a Muslim in Palestine, you're entitled to neutralize him. You are, you're allowed to get rid of him Islamically. They're stealing your land. They're stealing your farms. They're stealing your masajid. They broke, they de- demolished the school in this week here. Yeah? The whole world saw all this. These are people who came in as squatters. They came in as refugees. In Arabic, we got the saying, Sammin kalbak ya akulka. That you have a small puppy, but that puppy, you gave it food. It became so big, it became an Alsatian, a bulldog. It wants to eat you up. That's the exact thing these Harami Jews want to do. <laughs> Quran speaks of them. It's the only nation Quran speaks like that. 
Allah says he made them into swines and monkeys. Remember that. And it's not, it's not allegorical. It's not figurative. In reality, Allah made them into swines. Allah made them into monkeys. It's not for nothing. Allah Ta'ala is Arhamur Rahimin, the most merciful one to show mercy. But wherever they go, they will make shararat, they will call fitna, fasad, and so forth. So that is their job. What they can do? They can't even fight the Palestinians, you must remember. Now in Gaza, they found gas. Now they're burning. That why there's gas there in Gaza? Allah didn't give the jutlas, haramis, oil. He didn't give them gas. He gave it to the Muslims, you see. So that is what? They want to steal everything. Mm -hmm. So you must understand. But this Muslim ummah of ours, 80% fast in the sleep. They don't even know what is going on. So what do you expect from an ummah like that? Mm -hmm. So And one thing I have to say about Iran and Shias, they're 100% kuffar. But when it comes to Palestine, they the only country who sends arms to them. They smuggled it in. Understood? Those Palestinians from the Arab countries, they'll get money. Some Arab countries and so. But they'll never get arms. So arms come in from Iran. So that's at least one good job. What mm. even the enemy does good, you must say about that. Mm. Quran teaches us justice, remember that. So that we must say. But they still remain kuffar. So they say, oh, but they're helping Palestine. So the hadith is clear. Hadith in Bukhari Sharif. Allah will help this deen with non-Muslims also. So under apartheid, they allowed us mosque, they allowed us istima, they allowed us darulum. First darulum was in Newcastle, 1973. First madrasa, hips class, big, big, you know, 1940. That was there in Mass Farm. So it don't mean that they became right. They still committed a major crime with apartheid, but they gave us that concession and so forth. So you don't make the Shias Muslim. <laughs> they still remain Pakka Kafirs and non-Muslim, but they're doing at least one good job for the liberation of Palestine. So <laughs> that is what you must understand. Takbir Allahu Akbar, Ustad. I have to say this. Takbir Allahu Akbar. There's a listener who quickly wants to know before we terminate. Uh, if they do go and just meet the brother Asi, are they out of the fall of Islam, Ustad? Nobody say you're out of the fall of Islam. But if I tell you there's a snake, you will tell me that you won't ask me is a big snake or a small snake, you will run away. Somebody, you, brother, I pose one question to you. Just one simple question. Mm-hmm. Your father is ABC, your mother is XYZ. Somebody daily is swearing them, your father and mother, you'll go meet him. I'm asking. Mm. Your father, your mother, your my father, my mother, ordinary people, ordinary mortals. My parents passed away, we make dua for them daily. Allah give them gentle fiddle. These same haramis, they're swearing, Sayyidina Abu Bakr, swearing Sayyidina Aisha. So, same haramis cursing Sayyidina Umar, swear, cursing Sayyidina Umar's daughter, Sayyidina Hafsa. And you want to go meet them? That shows that your iman is very low, my brother. You have become a beghayrat, a beshiram, a person without self-respect and self-esteem. <laughs> you want to go meet Hizbu Shaitan. Sheikh Yusuf Qardawi used to say regarding Hezbollah in Lebanon, they are not Hezbollah, they Hezbollah Shaitan. So don't come tell me that is we saying this. Even the Arab scholars who understand this, they used to say these things here. So we will say totally haram to go meet him, but don't make you a non-Muslim, but mm. to go meet them, go listen to them, all haram, you must remember. We must expose them, name them, and shame them. That is our job. Okay, with, uh, time is up now. So, inshallah, let me give you the rundown. 
So, inshallah, will be the news now with Suleiman Esop at 12 o'clock and 12 to 1, a journey of love. So, that is Hajj with Mufti Abdurrahman Mangera. 1 o'clock, Zohar Azan. 1.05 to 1.30, Surah Baqarah. Verses 25 to 27, inshallah, Aziz. So, that is today's lesson. And then, inshallah, 1.30 to 2 is Surah Fajr. 20 to 22 from the archives. 2 to 3, current affairs with Brother Yusuf Ali. 3 to 3, 30 the repeat of this morning's Q&A Alhamdulillah Rabbil Alameen seven brothers became Muslim today we thank our brother Ibrahim Anderson I sent him a message and mashallah were seven brothers we gave them the names also of Sahaba and Allah accepted 335 to 4 we have Mona Harun mashallah friendship and to two of Ispingo Beach Allah grant him Jannat will fill those 4 to 5 will be the Urdu lecture and that is Ahkam Kihifazat so remember oh, so we must guard our eyes and so forth. So that is by Sheikh Hanif Luharwi, Anko Kihifazat, to guard the eyes. 4 to 5, 5 to 7, Mona Khalid Yaqub, 7 to 7.30, the repeat of the tafsir of today. 7.30 to 8, Mona Yunus Patel, Rahimullah, Allah grant him Jannat Lufidos. 8 to 10, month after dinner, with Brother Shafat Ahmad Khan. Barakallahu feek, Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.